0: Once again, friends, welcome to Taste Test with Jed. Today's episode features Amy Hammond. She's a seeker, a taster, a traveler, the queen of fire. You'll find out what that means. Uh, She's not afraid. She can't be afraid. Life is too short to be afraid. Amy Hammond is a delicious, wonderful, I don't know, a a queen. A queen that you might subscribe to. She's wonderful. I hope you appreciate this lady as much as I do. Without further ado, welcome to Taste Test with Jed, Amy Hammond. This call
1: is now being recorded.
0: Uh, The FBI knows where you're at. So my dear Amy a uh, friend of a friend of a friend of a friend who is probably somebody that everybody knows um and those who will listen to this in the future will go I met Amy the same way how weird is that <laughs> And the answer the answer is then um and I'll I'll start with uh taste test with Jed with you is so so how does one become the friend of a friend of a friend of a friend and and I'm going to say that like what- What is it about Amy Hammond that is is the person that is the friend of everyone? We'll start there
1: well jed um hi it's uh, so lovely to speak with you under this um in this format as well as just having a beer together there you go um yeah thanks so uh you know you would asked me if i um had a moment to sit and I think part of the um the formula. <laughs> That we're talking about is I don't really sit t- too often. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm on the go, 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 and I love networking. Um, and it's not, uh, what they can do for me is, um, you know, I just love reaching out to people and, um, making things happen, you know, being, being part of that. Before the web was the web, I was kind of the web, you know, um, and, Uh, for instance, you know, back in LA, like I moved, I'm a Florida girl. And when I turned 22, um, one of my favorite places that I used to hang out.
0: You're 29 Uh, now, right? Right? 29?
1: (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, plus, uh, you know, plus a few decades.
0: So you're 22.
1: Yeah, I was 22, moved out to California and, um, you know, I discovered uh, the restaurant industry as my career. Um, I started managing restaurants before I even um, knew how to manage. I was just kind of thrown into a position because when I was a server there, I threw this awesome Halloween party, and it was just busting out of the seams with people, and I was going around getting, you know, people to come to this Halloween party. And uh, this band called Koku, Collaborating Cultures, uh, came and uh, they played their music and uh, and it was just one of those things where we were all hanging out and then one of my friends who worked for a radio station, she did sales, and she was talking to one of her co-workers and they said, you know, they were talking about, you know, restaurants and she says, you know, I think uh, this person can get you, you know, a table at this place and she was like, wait a minute, are you talking about Amy? I'm friends with amy and this is a florida friend so um i don't know if all that made sense but it's basically i put myself out there um and i make connections happen um within you know my community and um and i kind of don't stop i just keep kind of connecting 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 it's almost like one of those uh connect the dots picture book that we all colored in when we were little, you know, and all the dots kind of connected from one to two to three, you know, you colored in the color of uh, the, the numbers, color in the numbers. Sure. That's kinda like how it is, I think. And then uh some of those lines cross over like a web.
0: Yeah. I well, you know, just to, to, to do a little backstory of of you know, hearing about the the legendary Amy. It was like one of these things where um my our, our mutual friend Doug, and then I met George, and and you know in between there they were like you got to meet Amy, you know somewhere along the line you you gotta you gotta swim in the Amy sauce you you gotta get <laughs> you, you gotta go down the Amy road, and I was like gosh I sure better meet this lady, and and sure enough I did, and I'm I'm pleasantly uh you know pleased that that that's something that happened in the the world for me personally, but. I know I'm one of many humans who have been down the Amy. (laughs) I'm gonna call it the Amy sauce. Um, So, so in the taste test here, when I say taste, and there's no test, there's no, no, there's no, there's no grades. Mm
1: -hmm. It's more
0: like developing. So I love the fact that you said I was the web before the web, and you're not bragging. You're just (laughs) saying people gravitated to you. True or false?
1: This is true. Um, True. This is true. And I gravitate to people. There you go. You know, when I was um, in my teens, when um, going to clubs was legal at, um, you know, a younger age than it is now. Right. um, You know, I had no problems going to a club by myself because I knew people who worked there, mind you, I wouldn't. I don't think it's safe, you know, when you don't have a buddy system going on. But to be honest with you, that's how kind of a, a young mind thinks, you know. We don't think like, ooh, there's danger. I need to. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, you know, I would, you know, if people wouldn't go to the club, I'd go to the club. If people would not, um, you know, want to go on the dance floor, I went on the dance floor and I made the dancing, you know, happen. And then people would come start dancing. And, um, you know, it wasn't so much like a party girl. Like, what does it think like getting? Drunk and like being a party girl, it just I just wanted joy and and socializing and having you know a good time, but also connecting. For me, it's always about the connection, you know. Um, and and, 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 and if, the boldness and the boldness. Okay, there you, know, you go. I'm, I like that. I'm, yeah. So so so, so let's yeah.
0: let's let's continue on with that. The boldness has taken you. Just to just give our, our, our general listener, who doesn't necessarily know Amy, um, some of the locales that you have either stayed a, a day, a week, a month, a year, what are some places that you've traveled? Because, you know, every now and then I hear you um, profess, like, well, that time I was in Borneo, and I was like, wait a minute, is Borneo, <laughs> is, is Borneo a place? You know, like, And and maybe it is, I don't know. And I'm like, um... Let me look at the Fire Island ring, you know, like, uh, what's going on? So, so give us a couple of the, the, like, you know, the out there Amy story that's like, well, I didn't want to live in Australia, but I ended up there. Like, we, we, talk to us. So you're 22, you've done some server, you're out in LA, and then what's next well, for the, the adventure Amy?
1: I actually, um, First of all, it wasn't Borneo, it was probably closer uh, of Thailand, and it, and it wasn't Fire Island, it was uh, the Hamptons. Okay, so, okay, okay. okay. yeah, let's just get our you know geography uh, um, set on that one. But anyhow, when I was, um, I remember, I was 29, you know, I wasn't one of those who, you know, I didn't come from a family who could, like, send me off into, uh, you know, to take a break between, you know, high school and university and go do my year of traveling. I didn't come from that kind of family. Um but, you know, growing up, I came from, um you know, I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. And I don't know, you know, I know about you. You grew up with the same kind of shows. You know, I was watching The Brady Bunch, having a blast in California. Um, I was watching The Sound of Music and looking at these beautiful rolling hills and mountains. And, you know, I'm in Tampa, Florida. So I had just always wanted to experience travel and never really had an opportunity Till I turned 22 had saved enough money and ended up driving cross country with a couple of friends and my boyfriend um and from there um you know when I embarked besides growing up and down the coast in California you know and being able to experience just I mean it's like a country in its own you know in its own uh right, right. but um yeah but uh you know and again it's like you know people would plan for ski trips, all these drunks the night before. let's go skiing tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Let's not go to sleep. Well, I was the only one up because I didn't get myself so stupidly drunk, and I would just pick myself up, and nobody else would answer the phone, so I'd go skiing by myself. Well, at 29, (laughs) I didn't wait for anybody to, you know, take me traveling. I just saved my money, and then I contacted a friend of mine who was, look this up, friends. A travel agent. Do you know what that is?
0: <laughs> right?
1: Do they even exist anymore?
0: That, not um, really.
1: She was a travel agent friend of mine. Uh, she was a Moroccan gal and she helped me plan my around the world, um, trip. And so, and, and kind of the, um, the catalyst of that trip was I'm 29. I'm a single gal. I was falling in. Actuation and love and lust with a, you know, few very handsome, well-to-do men out there. You know, screenwriters making big movies with you know, um, big stars. And um, you know, one of them was, uh, matter of fact, the last, um, the last millionaire I was with. It um, <laughs> was was well, the, the gentleman's dad owned Giorgio's. so you know, we'd go to the opera. And, you know, my, my guest is Natalie, you know, not my guest, but you know, the guest of his is Natalie Cole, you know, um, and I'm, you know, drinking champagne with Natalie Cole at the opera, you know, that's just not what a Tampa girl grows up to experience, right? <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, so, um, these romances were, I saw were like not getting me anywhere, and I was sort of, um, looking to find my strength and my spirit again. I knew that I was, more than what I was believing at that time. And so I just um, took myself a ticket, a few tickets and a coupon book and started traveling I by myself. I put a backpack on my back at 29. And um, I started out to, in South America, I went to Chile. And um, you know, had. What my goal was to stay in hospitals. I never knew where I was gonna stay. But, you know, hostels are always available. So I heard. I mean, that's just what I heard. I didn't know. So (laughs) I started on my journey going to, um, you know, Chile was my first stop. And and then from there, my travels, you know, Australia, New Zealand, you know, three months here, three months there. Um, And it's not so, you know, what I did was I had a, um, you know, I worked in the restaurant industry. And I worked in a, a lot of fine dining restaurants. Like when... Wolfgang only had, uh, you know, three restaurants. You know, I was working at his restaurant in Malibu. And um, at this particular time, I was in Beverly Hills working at this really hot club called Tattoo, where, you know, the, he used to own, uh, he, he he owned, um, Mark Fleischman owned, um, back in the day, uh, Studio 54 on its second round, you know, that it had, because it was sure. the first round was in the 70s. And then Mark bought it. After I think those guys went to jail or something. I'm not really
0: sure. Yeah, my uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, there was some, some story there that, uh, and then he picked it up and like the guy who ran it was, um, ran the club, cause it was a club and nightclub and a restaurant. He, uh, he used to run the tunnel in New York. So, I mean, this place was just packed with, you know, celebrities. And I mean, this is how else other than tattoo am I going to meet Fabio? I mean, how else am I finding myself standing in a in a Ralph the grocery store going grocery shopping with Fabio and then he's on the cover of People magazine like only that kind of stuff can happen when you you know are putting yourself out there and that's what actually I did and that's what one can do when you're in that industry so um I actually had um quite a extensive family um because i i married a new zealand friend of mine and so i'd already been to new zealand once and i'd already met his family and his family also had a place in australia and you know from you know new zealand was just uh you know what they would you see in lord of the rings that is that is the just uh, the they call them the southern alps this the, on the south island that is what it looks like i mean it is magic so I went, um, you know, I went trekking for three days with this handsome carpenter man who uh, showed me around the mountains where, you know, we're sliding down the sides of glaciers on our asses with ice picks <laughs> to slow us down. <laughs> um, you know, find myself, you know, hanging out with a California surfer guy going up the coast and that didn't work out. I bailed on him and then it, I found myself uh, traveling, getting on a bus and traveling to Byron Bay, where I lived for another three months. Um, where, is,
0: where is Byron Bay?
1: Byron Bay is the most southern eastern tip of um, Australia. Okay. And it's it's like the Ojai of Australia, you know, Ojai outside of, Cal- um, outside of L.A., between Santa Barbara, in from Santa Barbara. It's in the hills. And it's where all the rich hippies live, and that's Byron mm. Bay. Well, that's where I found my my friend Alan Clements was saying, oh, going back to tattoo. Well, there was a client who gave me a printout of everyone he knew around the world. So whenever I went somewhere, I would write a letter. Yes, handwritten letter, people. I would Ooh. write this handwritten letters to people on this list, and I would say, hello, I'm a friend of Bill's. I'm coming. This is the time I should be arriving. And so I would reach out and make a connection because, again, it's all about connections. And so when I got to a place, I then could ring up somebody, or what I told them is if you could write me a letter back at the main post office, wherever city I was landing, and then I'd go and I'd check the mail, and people would write you back because you didn't have cell phones back then, right? Right. So how are they going to find me, Right. Right. Yeah, so this is my system. So they would write me back. I'd go to the main post office, say, is there any mail for Amy Hammond? And then they'd come back with, like, usually one letter, you know. But um, And that's what happened in Byron Bay. I knew that my um, friend that I worked when I was working in Malibu, Bob Chardoff, who um, produced all of the Rocky films, his best friend, Alan Clements, um, at that time, um, was just a distant friend of mine. Um, more of an acquaintance than anything. And he says, yes, you can come. Well, he was doing retreats. He was a, an ex Buddhist monk who lived in Burma when the revolution um, took place um, in what? 79 was that? Or no, 90, 79. Yeah. Cause this is we're we're Yeah. 79, I think. And so he was, um, you know, one of the Westerners that kicked out of Burma and sent on his way. Well, he found himself back on this side of the world and invited me to Byron Bay. So I learned about um you know Buddhism through him and how to meditate uh, for in silence for a week. Um, anyway, that's uh I'm up to Australia. You have anything to ask me <laughs> before I go on? <laughs> no. No,
0: no, no keep things. going. That that's that, that's just it. this isn't this isn't my taste test. I'm I'm people are going, "Wait a minute, taste in life. This is Amy." who is was was 22 but then became 29 and then next thing you know you're in Chile in a hostel somewhere and I'm like I'm keep going I'm not stopping yeah. you. I'm not yeah, stopping yeah. you. You're, so you're in Australia let's keep going cuz um again not about me it's about the it's about the Amy and um well, right now right now right now I'm writing you a, I'm handwriting you a letter right now as we speak.
1: <laughs> Well, you know, I'm, I'm now on my trip. I'm, I'm going back in time. I'm now on my trip. This is 19, you know, 92 now for me. So I'm like, oh my God, then this happened and that happened. Well, um, yeah, um, I mean, even in Australia, you know, I mean, I, I yeah, pecking around, meeting people again, you know, you go to these hostels, you meet people, you take their addresses, phone numbers, you know, and, and oh yeah, I'm going to go to your, your country next. I'll look you up. Well, um, the next country that I traveled to was Thailand and, Bill from Tattoo going back to LA uh gave me a um an ambassador to um the states um his information so I found myself uh Allen hooked me up after our our time in Byron Bay with um a lot of different wild experiences um I I can't name them all in this conversation it would just be <laughs> probably too long but yes I did find myself naked on the beach on a beach that wasn't for naked people okay
0: um there we go wait, that's okay just just to let you know amy so you so you don't feel um like you know you need to uh censor yourself this this this, this podcast is quote clicked explicit so if you say something naughty uh or say something like wait a minute someone shouldn't oh. hear that yeah, I, I don't think that's too much. I th- I think you're actually almost always the person that's maybe a, a charming factor about you. You've got that that's that line. You've seen the line get shattered. You've you've seen the line get messy and then you've seen like wait a minute. I'm going to write on the line a letter to you. <laughs> and you're well, going to write one back.
1: Yes. <laughs> I, love it, it, I love that. <laughs> that that is that is if you if you go through the world fearless and not because you're and you're facing your fear, but truly, when when I booked this trip, people kept asking me, or kept giving say, oh, you're so brave, you're so brave, and I'm like, I'm not, this isn't bravery, this is exploration, I'm like excited, I'm not like, ooh, I'm facing something here, I mean, what I was facing was showing myself that I am fine by myself, and I can survive by myself, and more than survive, I can, um, you know, find that spark of Amy, because like I was losing my confidence, you know, and I was leaning on these men, and um, you know, they were they were entering and, and leaving my life, and I just mm. so so you know, I guess part of it was I wanted to feel naked and raw, going back to be naked and raw in on a beach in Australia. Hey, listen, I saw naked people that morning, and when you see naked people on the beach, scattered here and there, you think I could be naked too? Why not? I'm right. in Australia well as you know you take long walks on the beach now you might want to rethink that one when you're naked because long walks mean you have to walk back the other way and when you walk back the other day on a sunday that means everyone's waking up and hitting the beach and that's when i realized oh it's not a naked beach they were just some naked people on this beach
0: so i was reminded
1: by the cop who pulled up in the jeep that it's not a naked beach and He kindly gave me five minutes to find my clothes, which I think he was a little fairy that was sent there at that particular time because at that moment I pivoted to head towards the sand dunes because naturally I'm like, well, I'm going to go hide out in the sand dunes until I find my clothes, and my clothes were behind that very sand dune. So I think he was a fairy. (laughs) Um, But but uh, but no
0: harm no foul i mean like here you are many years th- that that indelible memory is 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 excellent it's it's a memory that you can you know say to yourself i know exactly where i was oh, na- yeah. n- naked before the world and the only thing uh you know able to maybe save you would be the ocean or the sand dunes right
1: and and i did head for the ocean my dear i was heading towards the ocean and you know who was also sh- sharing that uh, space with me those no. worm fishermen, the fishermen that like fish for those worms on the coast of the waterline, that the waterline, uh-huh. those big long worms. That's who I was cheering because I was walking knee deep because I was like, oh, everyone's got their clothes on. I can't be all out here just walking naked like on some, you know, Sports Illustrated model, and someone's clicking <laughs> photos, you know. But but think about it. This is like people people have nightmares. Like, oh my God, I had a dream. That I was walking on the beach naked and everyone else was clothed. I'm like, yeah, I, I actually did that.
0: Yeah, I um, did that.
1: Okay, fast forward. So, um, I'm in Thailand. My friend who I departed from, um, uh, Allen and, and Byron Bay, we had this groovy Buddhist experience there, um, where, you know, I actually found myself in a commune with a great hippie who wrote poetry and, You know, just a wonderful, wonderful experience, uh, you know, hanging out in tea, tea tree lakes and soaking up the, the minerals. Um, fast forward to Thailand, he set me up in a hotel like, all right, it's your first night in Bangkok. I'm going to get you a hotel. Thank God. If anyone ever, if anyone thinks that New York is like, oh, New York is the busiest city on the planet. No, 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 no. You, you, you don't know busy until you're, you're sitting in a, On on the back of a a motorcycle taxi, with fifty other motorcycles at the front line, at the light waiting to go. Like I I counted them. Like how many of there are there here? Fifty. That's that's just one street in Bangkok. So I'm really glad he got me that room. Anyway, so I ended up um, then reaching out to uh, an ambassador to the state and staying with um, him and his mother and father and his. in his penthouse portion of the uh, of the apartment, and uh, <laughs> and and they were my um, you know that was my um, my home base for um, Bangkok until I moved on into the islands um, down south, and then I also went up north, and then I went down south again, and then I went up north again.
0: So, so uh, here I'll I'll pause you for a moment in the in the Thailand world. Um, for those mm-hmm. who've not who for those who've not been to Thailand, myself included, what is something that I've I've got to do either in, in Bangkok or wherever I'm at? What, what's something that's uniquely Thai for you? They're like, oh my gosh, you must blank in Thailand.
1: <laughs> well, um, Thailand. <laughs> that, 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 that sounds Bangkok. like the
0: opening for a really naughty uh, podcast, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There was one naughty night in Bangkok. Right, well, um, we, we
0: we can go there later. Let's let's, let's start with then, yeah.
1: And, <laughs> you, know, you want uh, <laughs> no. It's, it's one of the places where people go to um, to see the, the the you know the dancing kind of thing. You know, and it's it is a touristy spot. I I actually forgot the name of it, and that's not the magic of Bangkok. The magic no. of Bangkok is is getting a a, view, a massage from. Uh, you know I needed like you could get massages there for you know six dollars for you know an hour, kind of thing you know back right. then right, right, and right. uh you know i there was a man who um in an alley in a van, don't go to the van, you little girl, and don't go to the van in the alley, little girl, but <laughs> <laughs> i did um and I got a massage, and um it was a a man who that's where he lived with his little girl, speaking of, and um he was um. He was a delightful man who, you know, uh <laughs> who knows, gave me a massage. Um in the van in the alley in Bangkok. Um
0: crazy. <laughs> you know, this is
1: like God, where's your brain? So uh things like that would happen, but I um in Bangkok I was there during um kind of the uh the rainy season. So um I got out of there. I would say um you know, I mean you like going to all the temples there is really a great thing to do. Um you know, which is very classic, you know. I really don't have much to say about that, but I do, you know, street food. Street right. food is the right. is, is the bomb there, my God the street food. So Delicious. I um I got on a bus and um headed, you know, a train and a bus and um and then a boat and got myself down south and that's where the magic happened for me, as well as the north. Um but Um, I befriended so many people all over the world. And I was in Bangkok. I mean, I was in um, Thailand for three months. Um, uh, It was quite an extraordinary trip. Um, Sorry about that. I'm at a park. and You heard that?
0: Yeah, no worries. Um,
1: Thank you. It's Um, organic. It's organic. (laughs) Yeah, I'm watching a sunset. Um, I'm on a sunset walk right now and some soccer players around. So anyway... um, I um, I actually had a little bit of an – I had so many magical moments in the South, you know, um, and and really lovely people and some uh, great mushroom soup. They have a lot of mushroom there. Um, <laughs> you can just order a bowl of magic mushroom soup, which I do not advise anybody to do um, unless you're sharing it with somebody you trust. But I was hungry, and I ate the whole on bowl without knowing, and not not advisable.
0: A little but, too much. Um,
1: oh, my God. Um, yeah, but I was in good hands because I befriended some really great people. Why? Because, you know, um, we all kind of – when travelers are traveling, you all you, – you find your people and you do just – you know, the, especially when you're staying in, like, these villages, these little huts. People are there for, like, a week, two weeks, some some for three months. And – um you develop relationships with one another. And so I had somebody who stayed sober and watched me that night. But I actually had, um, another really great friend, um, who I went to Copangan with for the full moon party, um, which is a very popular, um, popular town to go to and a popular event to go to every single month. It's gotten really crazy these days. And, um, I did not, when I was, um, getting, I was a little too tired this particular night and we were hanging out. So I just crashed in his, his, um, his hut. And, um, I heard this crackling sound that sounded like rain. And I was really excited because I loved hearing the rain and the smells in the forest. You know, they're burning like coconut trees or whatever. And just that scent and all these great sounds and smells and scents and, and you know, in the, 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 the wooded area, right? And the islands, the islands. But uh the I heard this crackling sound, I was like, Oh, is it raining? And I stretched my arms out and I unflashed the hatch window, opened it up, and my hut was an inferno. My Whoa. hut was on fire. It was a blazing fire. And I jumped out of the window, started yelling, fire, fire up and down the village and nobody heard me because everyone out because they're all drunk and high and whatever, or deep sleeping in the island.
0: M- mushroomed then, out.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. Nobody woke up and I just stood there, he and I, and watched this thing burn, burn, burn to the hours of the morning and people started, you know, moving about. And, and that's when I was to put on my first house of rest, my only house of rest. my first house of rest. Wow. Um, yeah, but I got out of that mess. Um, and I was in pretty, Thailand? Pretty, because- pretty unscathed. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so in other words,
0: the Thai police put you under house arrest for that?
1: <clears throat> Correct. Um, they, they wow. put me in the, the guardianship of the family who was going to turn me into them. Um, and I was going to be on this little Gilligan Island, uh, jail because that's exactly what it's like. Um, you know, no mosquito netting, nothing. It would have been like, you know, Gilligan Island.
0: Are, are you, know, you are you, the window? are you, uh, Ginger <laughs> or are you Marianne?
1: Oh, or, Mary Ann,
0: come on, <laughs> Mary Ann. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't. I just want the audience doesn't know, right? The audience doesn't know. I know, but <laughs> I just want to hear them uh, hear you say it emphatically. It wasn't a question, really. It was <laughs> semi-rhetorical, but uh, you had to scream it out because, gosh, you're so here. You are almost on Gilligan Island prison in Thailand. Hilarious, alone onto itself. <laughs> um, but you're not. You're under house arrest with. uh you know, the embassy's, uh, you know, stewardship or whoever is there, right? And, and when do you, when do you finally, uh, are able to I'm... get, getting out of Thailand?
1: Okay. You, you've got to recall, like, this is literally a, a Gilligan's Island scene where there's huts scattered off a little dirt road with all these great, you know, beautiful coconut trees. Um, scattered about and the ocean is right there. It looks exactly like the set of Billy Island and I'm on house arrest there for like uh three weeks because um because I had to wait for money to get wired to me from my family because again, you know, I did not have a cell phones, these little, you know, calling places and um You know, set up times for your for your calls, for your phone calls. And I was on the other side of the world Mm -hmm. trying to explain to my mother that I'm now arrested, and can she send money (laughs) (laughs) to rebuild a hut?
0: (laughs) (sighs) So, so we we won't spend too much time on the on the negativity of that. But how did it actually catch on fire? Then did you have a fire inside you weren't supposed to have, and then it just you you fell asleep and it caught on fire basically, or
1: yeah, mosquito coil, anyhow. I got out on stage. It was a, it's a great story. Uh, a fun memory. People were so charitable to me. They all gave me money and clothes and, you know, Converse, two, two sizes too big. So, um, we moved on from Thailand, um, eventually, you know, running up and down the coast. And yeah, I just, I, you know, from Thailand, I, there's a lot of more stories, but yeah, from Thailand, I went to England. And again, the same process, you know, I'm going to stay in a hostel. I'm going to contact the person that I know. I'm going to, um, and, and, you know, somebody invited me to stay in their home. Usually they invited me to stay in their home. And, um, and then from England, uh, oh, I lost my address. Okay. So all my addresses that I, of everyone that I met all over the world at this point.
0: Got burned up in the fire. Yeah.
1: They were in that fire. So I had nobody to contact when I was traveling throughout their country. So, Um, what I ended up doing was, um, rebuilding, you know, some more friendships. And, and then when I was in London, my first night with one of my, um, I ended, somebody wrote me and I found them, um, and, you know, from Thailand days, these, uh, these British girls. And we went out and she got on her train after a dinner out. She got on her train. I, she said goodbye to me, gave me a hug. I went to go get on my train and my address book was gone like i it had like the address of the person that i was staying with and oh, my. like it yeah it was um that was one of the most like <gasps> what am i going like what is going on here so um you know from from this experience you know um <laughs> well i from england i went to actually i i found it uh in london the main airport um, main, the main post office. I ended up, um, finding one letter and it was from my friend Bjorn in Denmark. And that is where, um, I spent the, the, uh, almost the remaining time that I had on this trip, two months in the country of Denmark, out in the country of Denmark. And I, I, I know
0: Denmark. Yeah, I know Denmark. What, 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 what town were you in? Uh,
1: Fustrup. Fustrup F- on the, um, the, so there's three sections of uh, Denmark, right? There's. Yep. I forget all their names, but I was like on the bigger one. The, yeah, the, ma-
0: the main, the main, the main one. island essentially. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. And do you know when I was on that main, um, I was, he actually took me on a ferry, um, an overnight ferry, my friend to, um, travel, uh, to the other side of the, the Denmark. I said, go to Copenhagen. Yeah. To go to Copenhagen. He, he, we put on, he put me on his ferry. We traveled over there. And do you know I, we ran into somebody that we met in Thailand? <laughs>
0: sure. Oh, yeah.
1: I exactly. If this, if,
0: this, yeah, if, if this makes any Amy Hammond sense, you're, you're going to run into <laughs> most people in most places. And they're going to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Weren't you the naked lady in Australia? And you'll go, no denying it. <laughs> weren't you on you know, um, fire, lady? Yeah, in weren't you on fire in Thailand? That's me. Yeah. <laughs> this girl is on
1: fire. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you know Denmark, and uh, that, that was a really nice experience for me because it was kind like, of calming, and you know, I was out there in the country, and it was like 24 hours of sun sunshine in the summertime. You know, sure. so I was like, you know, riding my mountain bike out in the forest. It like 1130 at night, the uh, sun hadn't even set yet, you know. It was really such a cool experience. And um, and um I'm really, you know, thankful that Bjorn um wrote to me. And not only that, because my friend in Chile did write to me as well, but he didn't put his return information because he thought I had it, you know. So always put your return address and your phone number, kids. Oh yeah. um, <laughs> Always. Never assume people have your information.
0: They don't have your information.
1: They don't have your information. So, and then I closed my trip out in uh, France, and uh, so I got to see the Mona Lisa, and uh, and then I came home and there's literally a dime to my name, like literally a dime. <laughs> I've,
0: been there, done that. Probably spent the dime. Uh, yep, I'm with you.
1: <laughs> and, uh, heading into L.A. with a dime. <laughs> with a dime.
0: So uh, that was a nice journey to go on again. Thank you for allowing me to put no, no. no, notes. Yeah, these are well, these are all just, you know, quasi parts of the, the Amy that I've been, you know, told because you've got like most of us, you know, multiple lifetimes and multiple universes mm. and you know, at some point there was like the like the oh, oh yeah, that story. Right? Like, you know, and <laughs> and, and and yet, you know, um I think the the taste test here and the taste of Amy, who's like, you know, that's just it. You're a taster as well. Like, and I say that, like, you're like, I like a sure. taste of everything. Give me, let me try it. It was mushroom soup. It was a little too much, but it was <laughs> like, like you have the memory. Like now, you know, you're like, you gave wise sage advice. Please only do half a bowl for half a bowl. And I, yeah. Half a bowl because um the entire bowl is too much. Mm. You might bring it.
1: gluttony for a reason.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and so yeah, and so,
0: um, yeah, you know, t- tell me a little more about some of like the other, you know, the um the celebrity sort of, you know, silliness that you've you've run into as well at different places. I mean I, oh. I you know, some nights and they don't have to be uh disparaging on the people. It can be more like we had a really interesting interesting time with, you know, this celebrity because he or she was who knows, you know uh,
1: Right, mm-hmm. right, right. No. Um I mean, you know, back then it wasn't so much first of all, I I like you know, um, the whole celebrity thing. I like meeting people. I mean at first they're celebrities, it's fascinating that they that they reach this pinnacle in their life to uh, you know, the, the, the most popular of all popularity contests.
0: Sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure.
1: But, you know, for me, um, I don't necessarily, um, go for the whole, like, you know, I think that's part of the, the, the draw is, you know, I wasn't really into the whole celebrity scene. I was more into, um, again, the connections and tasting. I love tasting life. You are absolutely correct. And, um, they were, in my circle of um experiences sure. such as um you know like I mean I guess the biggest one you know we got to, we gotta talk about, right we gotta talk about it yep. it's Brad Brad yeah. is it, you know right right Brad you know and it's not just Brad, there's a lot of uh really in that circle, it's almost like the whole um you know breakfast club kind of circle, that's who we were, we were and I'm still in touch with a lot of these folks I mean, not Brad so much, but sure. <laughs> but the others um, and, you know, like E.G. Daly you know, she's, she's a rug rat, she's you know, babe, and you know, the, the little pig babe, she's a lot of things she's a right. power, powder puff girl Um, and she's, but back then she was a singer, and I knew her as, you know, E.G. Daly, my friend, who I have garage sales with, you know um, what was our thing? Let it go that's when we came up with I to just let it go. Um, <laughs> we were selling our wares in my front yard, which was around the corner from Brad's house. And, um, you know, this was living off of Melrose, you know, that was before Melrose Place was a show. Um, people were, you know, living there and, you know, just trying to make it and buying their Doc Martens at, you know, at Ard Bark's thrift shop. And, um, yeah. So, you know, Brad was in our circle of friends as and- was,
0: and E.G. Daly, which I'm always reminded of her performance, and she was in a, a Pee-wee's oh, Big Pee-wee's Big Adventure, right?
1: Yes, yes, yeah. yes, that's
0: Easy. As, as, as Dottie. I love her as Dottie. Dottie,
1: yes.
0: And, and the dog's name is Speck. I watched uh, a little too much Pee-wee Herman, but E.G. Daly, oh. that, that, that's so cool. that uh, So you were buddies, or, or she was at least your, your power are. around. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, we still are. So. And in that group, you know, my friend Ezra and there's, you know, my Florida girls, you know, there's, you know, Katie and Debbie and, you know, Debbie ended up marrying somebody who now makes, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, Shark Tank shows and Miss Universe shows and whatever. You know, everyone just fans out in life. You don't really like, you know, I'm going to stay in touch with this person because maybe they'll get me, you know, they'll get me something. You don't look at it like that, right? You know, you're just literally hanging out because you're all laughing. And supporting and loving each other and 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 struggling like, you know, I don't know what's going on in this day and age with this entitlement stuff with with young people, but they're missing the struggle. Like, embrace it. The struggle years are like the richest. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. There was times when my paycheck, I literally would have a dollar to my name, and I still had a week to go. So, what'd you do? You know what I do? I sold my roommate's food. You know, <laughs>
0: like, you, you, you hustle.
1: Yeah, yeah, you hustle. The struggling. That's when I had three jobs. You know, and one of them was the downtown nightclub. You know, where LA was becoming the focus in '87 um, through like the '90s. You know, there was a um, a rebirth of nightclubs in the downtown area. That was a big know, the Vertigo. That was big, uh, uh hair,
0: hair metal, super hair glam, right? Oh,
1: yeah. The Whisky a go go, you know. My friends lived right up from the whiskey a go go. So, you know, the rainbow room or, you know, um, that was big, I, I big hair
0: good. 80s and rock and oh. roll LA, wasn't it?
1: Wasn't it though? After, well, oh, I, I didn't, I, yeah, for
0: me, it was just all on MTV. Um, but yeah, if you were living out there doing it, that was, that oh, was the geez. thing.
1: You haven't lived until you wake up at two in the morning and uh Echo and the Bunny Man are in your living room. You know? Like <laughs> uh, hey, oh, Echo in the who oh, oh hello. Or, you know, your 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 the girlfriend of your roommate is, you know, her boyfriend's name is, you know, Slash, you know, it's like mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I guess this is where I'm at now. This is what I'm doing now. I'm hanging out with people who Yeah, you know. Um I'm I'm running up to, to, to Don Henley's house. Uh, you know, because my friend Glenn wants to run up there and, you know, have me introduce, introduce me to, to Dawn, you know, kind of thing. Um, wow. so no longer is, is Bob Seeger, who I run into at a party, you know, uh, the first concert I've ever been to, but now I'm running into him at parties with Linda Hamilton, you know, uh, dancing with me or Madonna dancing with me. Oh my God, we used to go to this nightclub, um, called Helena's down in downtown LA. It was one of those, you know you had these big clubs and then you had the you know the the VIP clubs were not the the glossy uh uh you know sparkly clubs they were the ones that like you, very few people knew about almost like speakeasies right you know yeah like speakeasies but a lot was going on down there and uh, like John Paul with Paul Mitchell um hair systems you know he um, he was good friends with Helena cuz of the 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 Greek motherland they shared that um you know, the, 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 that nationality and that, you know, that, that love for their, uh, their culture together. Anyway, so one of my girlfriends, you know, dated John Paul. And so we find ourselves down at Helena's and lo and behold, I'm actually find myself on a dance floor with Madonna <laughs> you know, dancing with me. <laughs> Crazy stuff, right? That's because it because I'm not holding back going, well, you know, it's too late and I've got to get up in the morning or, you know, or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: No, and, that's true.
1: I mean, how many people can say, other than Amy Hammond and a few others, that they have danced for you 2 um, in a nightclub and then invited over chocolate cake with The Edge? Not many.
0: No, not many. Not many. No, And
1: why? Because I'm not afraid I'm not afraid, I'm you know to get up and be you know when when this guy Ray was playing his guitar, blues guitar, how like it was I I couldn't understand how people could just stand and watch. I'm like, watch? You got to get up and move, man. And and he so appreciated my energy. He fed off my energy. I fed off his energy. And then you two,
0: you know. Bumped
1: up. Uh, they were sitting on the edge of the the dance floor, cheering me on and inviting me over for whiskey. Um, yeah, <laughs> these things happen because you you've got to go out in the world and you've got to be a taster.
0: And, there you go.
1: You, know, you got to yeah. be careful.
0: Right you know. there you go. I like that too. Right. You it's almost like it's almost like I've endorsed you. Like, and now the new spokesperson for Taste just suggest Amy Hammond. You're like uh-huh. you've got to be a taster. I'm like, damn it, you sold it, Amy. You sold it. Mm-hmm. No, you did. No, and, and I, and so, like, so you represent this, um, this, this core element of that traveler slash, you know, um, and it's a variety thing. You're sort of, you know, when I said the hustler, I mean, that's sort of what I would, you're like, mm. you're, the, you're the good hustler. You're the hustler that people want. Like Amy's here. It's, you know, good time. I mean, you know, think about it. You travel to different countries, and people open their doors because they know that you're you're respectful, you, you're gracious, you're a good time, you're positive mojo. You're not an energy vampire. You're the opposite of an energy vampire, and we all know sure. people are who somehow bring us infinitely down, and we're like, "Oh God, I gotta, man, we gotta get out of here." The energy vampire is sucking the, you know, the life out of the room. Let's
1: or, quick, everyone, leave. The other type that are opportunists that are just like, "What do you, what do you got? oh, what do you got for me? What do you got for me?" Yeah, yeah. You, you've got it. You got to bring to the party. You don't take. No. You know, if you're a taker, people it, can smell that. They can sense it. They can. They can, they can Yeah, you know, you you can't be a taker. You got to be somebody who brings to the. And really, I mean, I I love bringing joy. You know, we sit around, we tell stories. I don't do it as a bragging point. I do it because I know it's going to, there's going to be a joke in there. It's going to be a, you know, it's just part of giving. You know, that's what we are. We're storytellers, aren't we? You know?
0: Right. Humans are
1: social animals and we're storytellers. Right. And I just want to contribute and, uh, and, and 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 help and support and love people along the way. And, and that's what I would like uh, in reciprocation as well, you know. I mean, who doesn't want someone to love and support them and, and tell them a story? So I'm attracted to storytellers and, you know, don't tell me someone else's story. Tell me yours, <laughs> you know.
0: That's what yeah. this podcast is all about, right? Um yeah. I'm, I'm hearing the Amy story because I, again, you know, it was just, it was little snippets of, uh, these, you know, both George and Doug giggling about something. I'm like, haha, Amy, remember that with the, and then your name pop up and I'm like, what? Oh. And then when I finally did meet you, I was like, this lady <laughs> is in for a good time. Look out, everybody. Um, you know. She's 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 actually wearing the pants and willing to take them off and walk down the beach. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Everyone else thinks that, but you're like, I really did that, and just Mm you know, it was it it was not intended, but I had to own it. So here we go, you know. Yeah, and
1: you know, liberating people. Yeah, liberating. Um, definitely. You know, um, the connection only happens if you are uh, present. You know, like if you're that. a, yeah, if you, if you just bounce, if you're just a party girl, then, then you're putting that, that category. But if, you know, you also can sit down at, on the couch at the party and, and, and hold conversations and, and go, go deep with people that, you know, because um, it gets exhausting. Party girl is exhausting, you know, because uh-huh. they, they expect uh, that high energy constantly. And I, I think I'm misconstrued uh, because I am high energy but I'm always high energy. I remember um roomating with a gal and you know and she was like, you know, oh, uh, you know, I like quiet. I'm like, yeah, you're going you're going to be surprised how much quiet I actually like because you got to recharge yourself and you can't be you know, first of all, it, you know, I wasn't party girl. What I was is um, you know, a connector and um a networker and I, you know, an engager and um you know, and a friend and that's that's most of it, you know. I mean, I'm I'm there to not only soak up life and what it has to give, because this is the one life we have, as far as I know, but to um, give experiences as well.
0: Yeah, I like that. And you're, I would categorize you as a seeker as well. You know, mm. seek, seeking the truth, seeking fun, sure. seeking you know the good absolutely. stuff.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, to yeah. I'm you know, you, you get into groups of people and there's that, you know, oh, she's an old soul. Oh, he's an old, I'm an old soul. I just know that I've had you. <laughs> you know what I am? I am a young soul. Yeah. I know this. I am young, 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 young. And this is probably my first time on earth, if there is another time on earth. I don't know. But I'm a young soul. You know, I am a seeker. Um, I I've gathered some wisdoms along the way, but I'm still trying to figure stuff out. And... um and and, and taking hostages along
0: the way. <laughs> taking hostages. Right. It could can be the, the the title of your imaginary band, Taken Hostages, right? <laughs> and each, each song could, could involve uh, a new a new journey, a new set of friends that you encountered, you know.
1: Right, right. right. Uh, the, burning hut. Not the burning man, <laughs> yeah. the burning hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: fake fake Gilligan Island.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, or pseudo-Gilligan's Island, or the real Gilligan's Island. Yeah. That was the real McCoy. Uh, speaking of McCoys, I'm a McCoy as well, but that's a, that's another era. Um, Yeah, you know, there wasn't anything, yeah, fake going on about that island. That's what they were making the film on, actually, those kind of experiences. Anyway, yeah, good times. Time. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, at, you know, the British person, you know, doesn't just float and and say, give me this, give me that, and, you know, I expect this, and I expect that, and, you know, um, it's only caviar and champagne for this girl. Like, all that, you know, music, video, rap stuff, um, you know, those are just moments in time, and literally, like, you know, once that bottle is drank, that's five glasses, people. A a champagne bottle is over in five glasses. It's done, you know, but... You know, and then, then then what do you have? You know, um, you you got to be able to have the substance to, um, you know, to stick around and uh, have a conversation. And uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's all I got.
0: And now let, let's fast forward to uh, getting back to to Tampa slash Florida. More?
1: You want more?
0: <laughs> you, you can you can wrap, you can wrap it up there because that, that's exactly. where you're at, right? You, you, right met, you mentioned being in the present.
1: Mm. Um, being in the present as far as what I mean obviously you've got to show up and be in the present but you want to talk about Tampa
0: yeah a little bit yeah Yeah. sure sure
1: Um, like growing up yeah okay well um, good time to be alive in Tampa was in the 80s there's a lot going on in Florida back in the 80s and as I I was um I was uh, again a seeker looking to what's that word you like to use taste um, yeah. yeah, listen, um, I was hanging around, you know there was a lot going on back then um that uh you know you've got your Miami vice show was created based on you know things going on in in Florida and Tampa um had a lot going on there, you know, and um you know, I don't really wanna you know, it's the eighties. You know, um <laughs> clubs clubs were coming out, you know, and there was a lot of Dom Perignon. I mean, I was drinking Dom Perignon at sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I was drinking Dom young. I know that Dom got big bubbles. Makes you burp. That's what I know about Dom. Um <laughs> but you know, um crazy stuff that uh as you see, I'm kind of swimming around it. I mean, it was fun. You know, we, we grew up in the alternative music scene, you know, hitting the, you know, Devo was played at our, you know, high school dance kind of thing. You know, we were pretty much 16 Candles back then, right? That was sure. the era. So, um, Tampa was a good time. Um You know, South Tampa has a lot of old, old Florida money. Um We were in the north end of Tampa. Um My mom was a widow at five children. Her youngest, me, was two. So, um, you know, I grew up in Catholic school uh, to a public school. So that was that was probably the beginning of it all. <laughs> Think about it. You go to your, your private Catholic school, 11 years, and you see you, you're like, you guys, I'm going to go venture out in this public school arena and see what they got. Yeah.
0: You, you, be, you become uh, a Frank Zappa song.
1: Yeah. Called, called
0: <laughs> Catholic school girls.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or a Billy, Billy Joel song. Catholic school girls, <laughs> but not too ladies Anyway, um, yeah, that was probably the catalyst of my uh my wild streak. But, again, it was really about adventure and exploring. Um. And um, you know, hey mom, going to the beach for the weekend. Okay, dear, who are you going with? You know, my friends, so and so, and calling her from the Bahamas. I'm at the beach. <laughs> calling her from Hawaii. I'm at the beach again. You know, you know, when I meet people who have like, uh oh, you went away. I'm sorry. I plugged. I pulled out the plug. I'm sorry, Jed.
0: Oh, no, it's okay. Yep, I'm yeah.
1: Here. You know, um, I tell people <laughs> when they have kids, like you know. How many kids you got? Oh, you know, four, five, I'm like, you watch that baby. <laughs> Don't forget about the baby. <laughs> yeah. That that baby's gonna be wild if no one's watching her because um you know, she's going on surf trips and uh overnight surf trips. You better know who she's with or you know. I had a good good teenage years, um and um, you know, started seeing the world back then from you know, stepping off into the Bahamas. I don't think we needed passports back then, yet. I don't think I would have gotten a passport, right? No, not for the
0: Bahamas. Maybe, yeah, maybe.
1: You do now. You do. Well, now. you do now? I'm trying to think. Like, I guess I did have a passport. Um. Yeah, Look, this is you your know.
0: yeah. This is your story. I I I don't want to incriminate you and get you sent back to Gilligan's Island, right? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: no, know, I was I was in the I was in. The, oh my God! I just remembered. So. You know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in LA. This is like 2001, you know, cause I'd left LA, gone to Miami Beach and I came back to LA and at my um, friend's house on the top, you know, the house at the top of the hill in Malibu overlooking the ocean and the canyons on the other side. And I, I meet down talking to some people and there's this, you know, handsome man who, you know, standing in the, 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 by the pool area and I'm like, Oh, you know, where are you from? Tampa, you know, the Flor Florida. Oh, Florida. Oh, where we're in Florida, I asked him. <clears throat> and he said, Oh, Safety Harbor area. I'm like, Safety Harbor? I'm from Tampa. And uh yeah, I said, Well, let me ask if you know this group of people, you know, so I started, know, Do you know the Crayola family? Like, you know, Steve Chapman and No. I'm like, Okay. Let me try another group of people. You know, um, you know, the guy who, like used to bring in bring in the lobsters for Red Lobster or whatnot. He was in International you know, Seafood. He said, you know, Lee Rich? He goes, Lee Rich? Lee Rich sounds familiar to me. Tell me about Lee Rich. I said, well, you know, his family, they were like, you know, in shipping and, you know, seafood. But, you know, he was, we dated for a little bit. We'd, you know, go to Bahamas. We'd blah, 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 blah. And he says, you know, tell me more about it. I said, well, he had his friend. This guy named Skip. He goes, Skip? Really? Yeah. And this guy's name was, um, well, actually, I kind of just forgot it. But, you know, let's just say it's John. And uh, I was describing him. I said, you know, he's got brown hair, kind of like, you know, like you've got brown hair, you know, and he just kind of, you know, he's got glasses, like, you know, you, you know, you, you know, kind of a normal looking guy. I mean, you know, I just he goes, oh, because back in the day, they called me Skip.
0: <laughs> and you're like, oh,
1: <laughs> oh, my God, I'm standing here with Skip. Last time I saw Skip, I was 17 in the Bahamas. <laughs> now I'm in Malibu at you know forty forty years old in Malibu. I'm running into Skip. Like how has that happen? I don't know. I do not know. Because you, you were you were present. Because I was present, you know. I, I and um, and again about that web, that net, you know that that network. It just. Um, you know, it was before Facebook. You know, for people like oh, you don't know so and so, you don't know so and so. You just kind of go to the parties and then you see people, and um, it can be like five, ten, twenty years, and you go to a party and you see the same people because I think because you're you're hanging around a certain energy of people. And sometimes I don't have an answer for all this stuff. I don't know how I ran into Skip in Malibu after, you know, not seeing him for thirty years. You know, last time I saw him was in Florida. I have no idea what the answer is to that one. Other than maybe we're just supposed to get together again. I don't know. I don't understand all that stuff. I don't, I
0: yeah. don't know if there's an answer. No answer.
1: Life's a mystery. Life's a mystery. But, you know, you got to be bold. You got to be bold. You got to be. How's that song go? Um, uh, you got to be. You got be... to be bad. You got to be, be brighter. brighter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. Actually, um, I might go in the house now and, and start playing it. Get a little, get a little energy going again.
0: Well, good time to wrap up. We're, we're about we're about an hour in, and that's perfect because otherwise we get into p- the place where people are like, "Wait a minute, what's going on? You went over the hour mark of my universe." And they're like, <laughs> and they're "Like I've been in the car, I've been driving around. We're back in Thailand. What's going on? I want to hear more." <laughs> <laughs> Amy, thanks thanks for, for uh entertaining uh if no one else, me and you, uh we're both tasters. <laughs> um if if no one else listens, I had a great time uh hearing the the, the real Amy stories, fun stuff, and it's just really only uh, a fraction of the Amy Hammond uh we meet here on the interwebs.
1: The Amy Hammond hour. Jed, I love talking with you. I look forward to seeing uh both you and Nikki soon. And thank you for this opportunity to say hello to your your fan base and your friends and just thank you. Good talking hey, with you again.
0: It was wonderful. On um, taste test. We'll see you, Amy. Thanks.
1: <laughs> Tasty. Bye bye now.